Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Hayes, your host for this episode of ASRM Today. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Jennifer Kawas. Dr. Kawas is a part of the ASRM COVID-19 Task Force and is here to speak with us today about update number three. Dr. Kawas, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Kawas, if you would tell the audience a little bit about yourself and then briefly describe what your involvement is with the task force. So I am one of the physician members of the ASRM COVID-19 task force. I'm the medical director of the Emory Reproductive Center and an associate professor at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm also on the SART Executive Council, and I'm a guest researcher on the ART team at the CDC. I've worked on projects in the past that focus on the intersection of infectious diseases like Zika and HIV and fertility treatment, but this has been different, hopefully for all of us, truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Dr. Kawas, I understand that this task force has been advising ASRM members on coping with the COVID pandemic. Can you tell me about the task force and how it arrived at these recommendations? Yeah, sure. Um, The task force consists of physicians, patients, embryologists, mental health providers, and infectious disease experts from all around the United States. The task force was purposeful in putting together a group of individuals that incorporate diverse perspectives. We had providers from all around the country and were able to include both academic and private practice physicians. On March 13th, Dr. Katherine Rakowski called together the initial group of task force members asking if we'd be willing to work together to come up with recommendations to protect patients, physicians, and staff during what was turning out to be a global pandemic. At that point in time, the pandemic was just beginning in the United States, but we had a premonition of what could be in our future. We spent the weekend reading about experiences and outcomes in China and Italy, where the situation had become incredibly grim mounting death tolls, shortages of ventilators, rationing of available resources based on age and prognosis. It was absolutely awful. As we read about the medical experiences abroad and the growing numbers of deaths in the United States, compounded by the limited availability of testing in the U.S., we started to realize the gravity of the situation. We felt it our responsibility to write guidance that would minimize the number of deaths in the United States and maximize the availability of resources for those ill with COVID-19. The break would also allow for a temporary pause as clinicians and scientists work to learn more about the best practices to minimize infectious risk and to gain more clarity about the impact of COVID-19 on pregnancy. We worked as a team to determine the best next steps to optimize the response to the pandemic in the U.S. Writing the initial recommendations was not easy. There are so many potential medical, social, and financial downstream impacts of temporary halting all non-urgent fertility care. However, the risk of contributing to amplifying the pandemic in the United States and of being indirectly responsible for illness in patients and staff was real. The task force is made up of primarily REI physicians. We have devoted our lives to fertility care and want nothing more than to help our patients. The decision to pause non-urgent treatment was a very difficult decision, but ultimately felt to be for the greater global good. It was consistent with recommendations that were released the same weekend in March from the American College of Surgeons that recommended that all non-urgent procedures throughout the country be temporarily postponed. This means individuals awaiting transplants or surgery for cancer were also being told to delay their procedures. 
infertile patients and fertility practices are one of the many groups that were impacted. From the onset, the goal of the task force has been to resume care as soon as possible, not waiting for the pandemic to end, but rather for the slope of the curve to have shifted to a degree that the medical system can adequately care for those that are gravely ill with COVID-19. The good news is that we're close to being there. At least in some parts of the country, it appears that a methodical, cautious, gradual reopening is reasonable. The new normal of continued vigilance with altered practice patterns to minimize risk of viral transmission will likely continue until a vaccine for the novel coronavirus is available. Thank you, Dr. Kowas. What then is the main focus of the task force at this moment? At the moment, the task force is focusing on reopening strategies, mechanisms to allow practices to offer a full spectrum of care in the safest way possible. We are working with ASRM to also provide materials, podcasts, handouts, webinars, journal clubs, mental health resources that will help patients and practices cope with these transitions and provide current up-to-date information regarding the current knowledge surrounding SARS-CoV-2 testing immunity and its impact on pregnancy. How are the most recent recommendations different than previous documents and updates? The most recent recommendation from April 24th acknowledges that the temporary national pause helped to flatten the curve and also that there is now significant geographic variability in the severity of the outbreak and availability of testing and resources around the country. In light of this variation, the recommendations offer a suggestion for consideration of reopening in areas where there has been a two-week sustained plateau or reduction in cases, local hospitals are capable of caring for the critically ill, and governments have allowed the provision of non-urgent medical care. The recommendations focus on number one, when to resume care, number two, preparation for resuming care, including assessment of risk and mitigation of risk, and number three, resuming care. The recommendations include concrete suggestions along with a lot of potentially useful links to WHO, CDC, and SART guidance regarding risk mitigation strategies. There are also a list of topics to include when discussing purposeful conception in the era of the novel coronavirus that can be used to make a patient handout, or smart text to answer the common question, what are the risks of getting pregnant during the COVID-19 pandemic? What don't we know that will become clearer as time progresses? There is so much that we do not know. How long will this pandemic last? When will we have a vaccine? Are there first trimester, second trimester, or third trimester risks of SARS-CoV-2 in pregnancy? Will antibody testing be helpful? Are SARS-CoV-2 antibodies even protective? Is this our new normal? Are we all going to wear masks in public for the next 18 months? There are so many unknowns. This is part of what adds to the anxiety. It is already so difficult to be an infertility patient. It takes an emotional toll on even the most easygoing individuals. All of these unknowns exacerbate an already difficult situation. Now, more than ever, we are encouraging patients to reach out to specialists in the mental health field that focus on infertility. What is the takeaway for practitioners? The takeaway is that it is time, if you have not done so already, to develop a re-entry plan. Ideally, the plan will incorporate patient education regarding the unknowns of conception in the era of the pandemic and risk mitigation strategies for patients, staff, and providers. These strategies include things like the most obvious, frequent thorough hand washing, avoidance of touching one's face, frequent cleaning of common surfaces, use of social distancing masks, and some more subtle, maximizing telemedicine, minimizing inpatient appointments, limiting the number of patients in a waiting room at one time, spacing out appointment times, just to name a few. What should they say to their patients? 
I'd probably say something like, we appreciate how difficult this has been and are appreciative of your patience. While a lot remains unknown, we have reached a point where we can then begin offering fertility treatment again, albeit with new clinic policies to minimize risk of viral transmission. It would be appropriate to have a handout, portal message, or verbal conversation regarding the unknowns related to starting treatment within the pandemic. Examples include the unknowns regarding the impact of pregnancy on susceptibility to or severity of COVID-19, the unknown impact of COVID-19 on pregnancy, including maternal and fetal risk, the limited access to COVID-19 testing, the potential for treatment cancellation due to exposure, infection, unavailability of PPE, or changes in regulations, the risk of exposure during clinic treatment, and the option to postpone treatment. Patients should also have an opportunity to have their specific questions answered. When is the next update due from the task force? The next update uh, is planned for May 11th of 2020. Dr. Kawas, thank you for taking time out to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. 